Hello everyone, welcome to the uh, 12th edition of the In The Clear NRL podcast. I'm Connor Hickey and I have with me Paul Roberts to my right. G'day fellas. And to his right, Chris Boulos. Hey guys, welcome. So we're talking a little bit of NRL and also a little bit of Origin, which I'm sure is on everybody's minds at the moment. Let's get into it. Guys, uh, what stuck in your mind from the weekend of NRL action, I should say? Look, the, the what stuck to me was, was Friday night. Um, and it's been spoken about all year. It's to play the ball. It was magnified a thousand times when the Dragons took on the Warriors because it was an up-tempo game, and fair dinkum, it did not look like rugby league. They were hurling it between their legs. The, the dummy half was standing three metres back to get a good run at, run <laughs> at the ball. It was just ridiculous, and to me, that's offensive cheating. It's, it's as guilty as as wrestling, as the hold down, um, because it allows the offensive team just that steam through. And to be quite honest, the Dragons took full advantage of it because they just ran through that middle third all night because they got the roll on. And and if, if that's the way rugby league is going to be played this year, it's not rugby league. We, we need to stop the wrestle on the one hand, but an equal sin in my books is this... Let's just make it a game of touch footy because it's turning into a game of touch footy and it's, it's not fair to those teams um, that don't do it, but everybody's doing it at the moment and it's getting worse and worse. And for a, for a play the ball to be played two, three metres between the legs so a team can get a roll on and a roll on and play between the legs just by the hand, they might as well just hand it to the dummy half, just pass it straight to them. It's becoming ridiculous and we need to bloody stop it. And the, the refs need to take hold of this game, as we've said before, and really show the authority and not call every bugger by their first name and say, it's all right, John, and all of this rubbish. We need to make the rules the rules. Guys, mm-hmm. thoughts? Uh, I'll just say two things. Number one, it, it, that shows why Melbourne's going so well, because they just control the ruck. If you watch the Sunday night game, it was completely opposite to that where they just could slow down the slowed down the ruck and wrestled, and it was completely opposite that that game on, yeah, on it Friday night. Slow, wasn't it? it was a very slow game, and they and then that's why Melbourne are coming first because they know how to wrestle, and that's the difference when the good teams and the not so good teams like the Warriors. Secondly, my other bugbear is when they the players are actually planting the ball now. So instead of when they get up to play the ball, they're not getting up with the ball; they're planting the ball, which was usually a penalty yeah. back in the day. But now refs are slowly. You see now players are kicking the ball on the way back through, and they get penalties. So not only they're getting quicker play the balls, they're getting penalties as well so there's the constant speed of the ruck people I, they don't even warn players I know Jared Rua Hargraves is a serial offender when he just puts the ball down he doesn't even look like playing the ball like yeah. they know Anthony how they, does it a lot as well yeah they look like they're playing the, they, some people actually like to try and move their leg around it to see that but it just they just roll it through their legs and keep going but that's why I said that's why Melbourne is so good because they just slow down the ruck so much has there been a penalty can you guys remember a penalty this year for a for an illegitimate play of the ball I, I can't uh, remember the, in, an instant I, I reckon there's might have been one or two that I've seen but I mean I've heard I on the, the, the I've heard on the run warnings my head. Yep. yeah I've heard on the run warnings that's about it it's yeah. becoming a joke yeah. and and I think it's unfair to to the game itself and it's it's bastardizing the game that is rugby league and we need to change it mid-season rather than this rubbish we'll look at it at the end of the year with the coaches who are the worst buddy judges in the world as we know um, we need to change it now um, otherwise, we're going to go to a hybrid game of touch football. Sounds like uh, you're a fan of the Dave Smith era then. The reactive, just 
if there's a problem, let's fix it right now. Well, as opposed I, to Todd I think, Greenberg, who's I, I, very. I, I think we need to fix this one because it's changing the game. Um, and I don't know the rules anymore. You know, the planning of the ball, as you're right, mm. whilst they're playing it, is that a protection of the ball? Are they allowed to do that? Five years ago, it was a penalty. So mm. so what's changed? And, and to be honest, they're getting away with absolute murder in that ruck and changing the game of rugby league. It does seem NRL referees, like there's just some things that they obviously care about and some things that they don't. Like hand on the ball is a big one that they care about. I remember a few years ago they had that uh, the points of emphasis that they were going to start um, officiating. And, you know, one of them was um, weirdly, like players being offside on the, the line dropout. And so it was usually like a winger was, was one metre in front of the, the, the line. Like, who, who really cares? But, you know, they, for one year, they were they were to the letter. If you, you know, if you were in front of that, we're going to blow a penalty right in front of the sticks. And then the next year, they just forgot about it. Like, it just went away. Same thing with um, packing the scrum. Like, I, I know the, the scrums are, are sort of, um, you know sore point for a lot of people um, who, you know, watched League. When, when did they get rid of it? Oh, well, they've never got... Yeah, it's slowly in the... Oh, and when did early it to mean, 90s yeah, 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 when, started, yeah. Yeah, look, it used to be when we used to have loose loose heads and whatnot in the days of George yeah. Piggins and, and George Paponis and those guys back in the 70s. They were great days. Yeah. But, um, yeah, look, the, the thing with scrums is it doesn't really disadvantage anyone. It's just a, a, a break no, in I know, play... Yeah. And so it doesn't really. I was just making the point that but, they, but you're um, right. you know, like you meant you meant to pack the scrum and not break yeah, it. But yeah. and you see it all the time. Like, and the, actually, I've noticed you, they they blow the differential penalty sometimes. Um, for there was a game on the weekend. I can't remember which one it was, but one team broke the scrum early, and yeah, the ref blew the penalty. And good on him. But I mean, yeah, it does seem that there's just some rules that they they definitely care about, and they want to, you know, they want to focus on. And the play the ball um, just is not one of them. And stepping off the mark as well. Like blokes are just it's. No, yeah. they're wandering forward meters. And, Sand, Sandor Earl, who who you know is not in the game anymore, but used to, he used to step dead set about two meters off the mark, and I don't know how he never got pulled up. He'd run, he'd run into the marker as well, which I, I feel is like is um, you know, like it's hard to tackle a guy like you know move left or right when you have got a guy running into you that that you know really shouldn't be. And anyway, that's yeah. It just reminds me. I drove past a sign that said "Police targeting speeding." You shouldn't be targeting speeding. You should be focusing the speed. And all the time. the NRL referee yeah. shouldn't be targeting a certain thing. Yeah. They should be focusing all the time. And it comes back to what we we're saying last week about momentum. This play the ball speed. It just generated momentum. So it's when teams get on a roll, they score a try. The next set, they're putting in an attacking kick thirty meters out. So it just it's generating momentum and just getting too fast. I wonder if after all this wrestling stuff that we've heard for basically the past decade, the the NRL sent send a message down to the referees to get the game going a bit faster and maybe one of the ways to do that is to not worry about the play the ball as much. Maybe, but it, it, this is a, a, a changing, not so much a changing of the rules, it's changing the game. It's it's like allowing basketballers to travel. It's like allowing netballers to move after they've caught the ball. Um, it's actually changing the, the, the game itself and that's confusing for the fans um, the players, they're just they're playing up to it. They'll they'll exploit it like the coaches will, as they always do, until they're told and until they get a, a rolled up newspaper across the nose. We need that rolled up newspaper across the <laughs> nose right now to yeah. stop it. Yeah, I agree. I uh, what stuck from uh, going on to what I thought what stuck from the weekend is that good coaches are very. Uh, you can tell there's some good coaches are doing some very smart things ahead of the Origin period. I speak in terms of uh, Brisbane, Cronulla, Roosters and Canberra. 
They were resting some of their players in the last few weeks in the lead-up to teams playing Origins. Managing a roster is a very part, big part over over time. The Roosters played minimal minutes for Takiyaho because they knew you know, Corden is going to be out. Soliola played less minutes because Papali is going to be out. Luke Lewis has been playing less minutes. And Corbin Sims for Brisbane. Four coaches who are really thinking ahead to Origin. And... It's very important that, you know, you play on a Wednesday night, I've been talking about it before, but backing up that four days later, it might not be the best. Short term, it might be good. You might get the win that next week, but you're putting your player at great risk of, of missing games down the track. I think managing your roster around origin period is very important. That's what stuck for me over the weekend. These coaches are looking ahead of their roster, managing these players, knowing that they're probably going to play 80 minutes next few weeks and making sure, you know, they've got a good team coming out of origin as well as what they came into it. Yeah, well, I just had a quick look at the draw for round 13. Um, and the Storm and the Knights are playing the first game Friday night, so two days after Origin. Uh, Cameron Smith, uh, Cooper Cronk... Um, Will Chambers. Will Chambers, Dane Gagai for mm. the Knights. They're all going to be backing up, and then the, the next game is the Eels and the Warriors. Jacob, Jacob Lilliman back up. Yeah, see, to me, that if you're, if you're, if you're Melbourne, yeah, Craig Bellamy... Two days later. I well. wouldn't even think about playing Cameron in that game on the Friday night. You might risk losing that one game. But I know I know he's got an obligation. I think Melbourne yeah. will probably beat the Knights anyway, to be well, fair. Well, you, you know, it, it's twofold. You, you know, you're risking your player of injury backing them up 48 hours later. But secondly, you give your players a chance to, to play without those players and see what they can do without those players. Yeah. You know, I... I just, I just find that it's, you know, we talk about duty of care to players and that sort of thing. The problem is that they've got a responsibility. The coach, if you're not winning games at this time of year, if you're not winning games, your job's on the line. So they, they'll say, we're going to play Cameron Smith because if we lose, Craig Bell is probably not a good example, but you're, if you're an origin player like Dane Gagai, you know, they have to win. But is it in the best interest to play 48 hours later? I don't know. Do you, do you think these coaches are looking at the next month saying... I'd be happy to get two wins out of the next four, let's say, four to six weeks, however many buys we have, uh, and say, then nurse the players through this four to six week period and then hit it for the last ten games. Is it, yeah. is it, is it seen as a first ten rounds or however many rounds were played, then this middle cusp and then the last ten? Nurse them through this next six weeks and then hit the throttle and gain that momentum. I think good coaches are thinking that. I think what I think what they need to do is say listen to a couple of players. If you've got multiple players in the Origin team like a Cronulla or a Melbourne saying listen, after Origin 1, you two are not going to play this week. And then after Origin 3 or Origin 2, you two are not going to play this week. You can't continue to play backup play games in multiple. Otherwise, you just suck the juice out of your lot. Suck the juice out and come you know, around 20, 21, 22. Paul Green does it with uh, yeah, the count- like, Thurston and, and, well, Matt Scott won't do it this year. I know but, Wayne Bennett did it last year and he's very good at it. You know, you can't, you know, someone like a Josh Maguire who's going to play 80 minutes in Origin, you can't expect him to back up on the Friday and then expect him to back up the next Saturday, play three games in seven days 80 minutes every game it just it's impossible if you do that then the next origin you have to say listen we'll play you on wednesday and then you have two weeks off it just good coaches know how to manage their squads and that's that was the point i'm trying to get across on the weekend yeah yeah and, and it's really important for those teams around that six to 12 position six to 12 to make sure that they come out of this at least level or at least in that top eight consideration at the end of this six-week period. If they start dropping games they shouldn't at the moment and end up six points behind that top eight when we get rid of this um, state of origin period, they're in a lot of trouble. Hard to catch up in that last ten rounds. Very hard to catch up. What's that for you, Connor, for the weekend? Speaking of good coaches, uh, Trent Barrett really making a name for himself down at Manly. Great win for... 
great win for the Seagulls over the Titans. They had to go up there uh, to the Gold Coast without Tom Trebojevic as well, who, who's you know he's probably Manly's best player. Um, and Daly Cherry Evans really stood up. He, I'm pretty sure he had a hand in just about every try, um, and had a couple. He he put a few blokes into space as well, and they dropped it. I think um, Uarte dropped one right over the sideline. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Thanks yep. to, and he would have been over thanks to Cherry Evans. So he, he had a great game. I wonder if he's finally hitting some of the form that um, got him the, the big contract. Um, but yeah, it was it was good to see um, a team stand up. It's a shame that I'm a big fan of the Titans, as everybody uh, who's listened to this podcast would know. It's disappointing to see them lose after beating Melbourne. Um, you'd think they should have really taken care of Manly, but you know, good on good on Manly. Like a lot of you know, we were saying at the start of the year, you know, is this team going to finish last? And they're they're definitely not. They're the most surprise packets so far. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. They've surprised everyone. I mean, they lost miles throughout that game. Dylan Walker was on one leg. Yeah, yeah. They, they had you know they could have easily turned up that game, turned it up, especially without Tom Trevojevic. But you know. They just find a way to win. Jake Trevojevic is playing outstanding. I'm glad he got rewarded, but they're mainly a big surprise packet. They're missing uh, probably about $2 million in the salary cap as well, which is a huge hit. So next year, um, you'd think that Manly will be one of the front runners based upon what we're seeing now. Obviously, things could change over the, the back end of the season, but I always like to see te- when teams um, have had a bad year, but they play well at the back end of the season. That's always a sign to me that next season, if things kind of stay about the same um, in terms of coaching and rosters, they're probably going to be a bit better. Um, so yeah, good on the Seagulls for for standing up and and you know not um, giving in when they really easily could have. Absolutely, uh, I won't t- say I told you so, but did tip them again. Did you? And yeah. So that's um, yeah, you're right though. Um, Baz is doing pretty well on the on the peninsula there. Yeah. Um, they're a bit of a basket case in the boardroom, but on the field, he's got them gelled yeah. as a as a cohesive yeah. seventeen, and you can see that it's starting to click. And it's it's funny, you know, like I I sort of watched what happened with Jeff Tuvey and thought, you know, what's this guy done wrong? Um, and I, I didn't really like seeing Jeff Tuvey get kicked out, to be honest. And I had no animosity towards Trent Barrett necessarily; like he was just the next, you know, the beneficiary. Um, he he wasn't the one that that fired Jeff Tuvey, but. Um, you know, early on last year in particular, I was sort of thinking, oh, they've, they've, they've got rid of Jeff Toovey for this bloke. Blake, but, Green, um, Blake Green's been a massive yeah. difference. Man. Blake Green's been able to take the pressure off Daly Cherry Evans, yeah. and that's made a massive oh, yeah, difference. Yeah. That's made it, you know, he hasn't made the headlines. He's, he, him and Tapao, you know, either side of the ball and, and the Tarovich brothers, they, they've just been, you know, Blake Green's been the unsung hero of that team for sure. But uh, yeah, so look, look, Trent Barrett in his second year is really showing why Manly rated him so highly, and also the Panthers didn't really want to let him go, but, but yeah. <laughs> I wonder if they regret regret letting him go now that they've got Anthony Griffin. Anyway, yeah. who knows? Panthers. Who knows? who knows? Panthers have won two in a row now, even though they've only played some pretty one half of each game. But yeah. yeah, Panthers are Canberra two teams. We'll talk about it later. But yeah, they need to make a run over this period. Yeah, let's talk Origin. Okay, uh, Blues team surprisingly like I don't think there's any real real selections you could argue with in there. Like I mean, there's obviously people will, and that's what we're going to. But like I mean. It's not like a team of the past where you just sort of scratched your head and thought, what, like the Dylan Walker on the bench last year. That one, with all due respect to Dylan Walker, like that one, I think most people just thought, what's going on here? You've had all year to, you know, you basically had 12 months since the last Origin series to, to come up with a plan to beat Queensland, and that was their, that was yeah. their magnum opus. Is that is that the right term? Mag- <laughs> I think yeah, I, I think that, I think he's, he's picked the team that can win game one in Brisbane. I think he's picked the game specifically for. 
a team for that game. I wouldn't. I personally, everyone's going to talk about teams, but I think I think there should be a couple of changes in that team. I think they've actually gone. I think they've looked at their the players and thought we're going to pick the best seventeen. Like in my opinion, I don't think they they picked one back rower too many in that team. You know, they've got Jackson, Cordner, Frizzell, and Graham. Those four back rowers. They're all four great players, and all four should probably be in the team. But I think they've left out. I think they're one big man short, and I and for me that's Paul Vaughan. I think they. For me, they had to start Jake Chavoyevich at lock. I think there's they're, they're light. Jackson, Corner, and Frizzell all play on the edges for their team. And, you know, that still might... Clemmer might even get a start. I'm not sure. But they, all those three players play on the edge for their team. They're missing a middle player for that to start. I would have started Jake, Jake Chavoyevich. And, unfortunately, one of Wade Graham or Frizzell would have missed out in my team. Oh, sorry. One of Josh Jackson or Frizzell would have missed out on my team, unluckily. But I think we're one big man short for, for New South Wales. That, that's my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I've got Paul Vaughan uh, highlighted on my page there. Couldn't agree more. Um... I think it's a it's a solid team, and it's a team that can win. Um, I think they are one man short, a big man short. Um, we're embarrassed by Riches in the back row, mm. and they weren't willing, Laurie Daly and the team weren't willing to cut adrift uh, um, someone like a Josh Jackson, for example, not saying him particularly, but one of those, I believe, had to be left out of the 17 for a big man. Um, on the other side of the ledger, Queensland have chosen a tradesman-like team, big team. Um, you know what you're going to get. So um, it'll be interesting if um, if we can match them in the grunt. Um, because, you know, I have a lot of time for Fafita and I don't have a lot of time for Aaron Woods. I don't think he should be in the team. That would be the change that I would make. Um, I don't think um, he's shown enough form. He's coming back from injury. I just think he, he wasn't in my original team a couple of weeks ago when we when we were toying with, with teams. I would have left him out. I'm a little bit disappointed that Dugan and Hayne are in, but I know they're two of the best players in the game. I'm disappointed for Jared Croker and Dylan Walker, but I understand why they've been chosen. Um, it'll be interesting. The, the other one for me... Um, Connor, before I flick to you, is is no Hess, no Slater in Queensland. Um, that's a massive surprise for me. Yeah, there's a lot made about that Billy Slater thing, but I suppose Slater's, what, 32, 33? Like, in terms of football years, he's, he's, he's ancient, basically. Like, I wonder but if... he's had two years out of the game. I, yeah, think, I think it's rejuvenated. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's true. I, I'm, we'll maybe talk about Queensland later, but I, I, I think, yeah, I think New South Wales will be happy with the, Queen, the oh, team absolutely. at Queensland. Very happy with Wrapped. the team. So happy with the team they Yeah, picked. do you reckon? I, I disagree. I think this is a pretty good Queensland team. I think it, I think oh. they'll win as well. I think they'll win by about 10 points easily. Oh, I, I disagree. I mean, I don't, I just, the the Suncorp factor is there as well. Like, let's be honest. Any New South Wales fan will tell you, you go up to Suncorp to play Origin and the referee is going to blow about 12 penalties to Queensland and New South Wales will probably get about four. That's because of Cameron Smith. If Cameron, Put it this way. If Cameron Smith played New South Wales... Yeah, this, this, the results would have been so different over the years. They, yeah. oh, forget yeah, all the players they've picked around Queensland. They've still got Cameron Smith. That's why they're yeah. still enter the team favourite. I, I, like, I mean, you I, look at the rest of the 17, I think they've picked... Yeah, they've got Jacob Lillian and Aiden Guerra. They've both been solid players on the bench. They wouldn't scare me one little bit if I was near the last player coming off the bench. They're going to provide they, any impact. But they should, though. Do you remember last... I remember, no. thinking last, I remember thinking the exact same thing last year. And then Jacob Lilliman came on. I can't remember which game it was in, but he came on and, and ran for about 150 metres and basically blew New South Wales That's because Cameron Smith puts him over the advantage line. Yeah, it doesn't matter. He's still doing it. Yeah, he, there are better players out there for Queensland. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I reckon this is a very good team. Obviously, Anthony Milford's probably the one... 
you know, I don't know how he's going to go. He's been in great form for, for Brisbane without Ben Hunt there. Um, we assume that Jonathan Thurston probably will play because there was that whole Wayne, Wayne Bennett, Kevin Walters um, stoush about picking, picking um, Milford. Um, and so that's how Kevin Walters has got around. I mean, Thurston, you know, he's, he's, might not play. Like, he's obviously injured and under an injury cloud. He's got to prove his fitness and stuff. But I think most people are assuming he will be picked. And the reason Milford's in the sixth jersey is because Bennett didn't want him to, to, to travel with the squad and, and not, not play for, for Brisbane. Um, but, I mean, like I, I can't see a problem with the rest of the team. Like Darius Boyd, I would say, is probably the best fullback in the NRL at the moment, with maybe the exception of Slater. But, you know, Slater's... Slater's I, I kind of get the, the feeling that at some stage, Slater is not going to be able to play Origin anymore. Like, Father Time catches up with all of us. It's probably going to catch up with him a little bit sooner than it is Darius Boyd. Boyd's been in good form. Um, without you know, Boyd's been in great form. Yeah, Boyd, Boyd's the best fullback in the NRL, but I still would have, I still would have picked Slater at fullback. And I know that, that makes absolutely. I know that makes no. I know that makes sense. Boyd is Boyd is so the where inform. does Boyd get in? Boyd goes straight Boyd on the left wing, under the wing where he's I'd, always been. They're missing. Yeah. They're missing. One, I've, I can't. I've been trying to think about it for the last two days how they've justified this selection. They're, number one, they're big on loyalty. Slater's the most loyal player. He's been you know played for years for Queensland. He so is come, Boyd. Yeah, but Slater's had more loyalty than Boyd. I would have put, put Slater straight back in there. And number two, they're missing GI. They're missing Matt Scott. They're missing a lot of experience in the team. And they've decided to not pick one of their most experienced players in the team. I just, I can't understand that selection one bit. I, I don't understand it. Queensland have missed, you know, they've, they've looked at their team. Dylan Napper is, he's playing well for the Roosters and Nate Miles. But New South Wales, would, you look at that New South Wales pack and I'm thinking I can run straight through that pack. You take, as I said, you take out Cameron Smith. I think I think the Cameron's with the fact is what keeps Queensland in this game one. They're notoriously low scoring affairs. It'll be a battle. You know, I, Queensland's back row. I love Queensland's back row is what's going to carry them through the game. Um, but I think I think Queensland could be exposed. Justin O'Neill's not playing well. Anthony Milford's going to be. They're going to be targeting him all night. I think that's. I think New South Wales have got two spot players that they can focus on. Um, I really see New South Wales winning this. I know we'll talk about our tips later, but I've, I've seen New South Wales winning if Pierce can replicate his form, his club form. Yeah, look, I, I agree. It's um, looking at the benches. I like our bench. You know, I, I don't necessarily I agree bench. with with every selection, but looking at that bench, they are all match winners in their different ways. Oh, I love it, and um, they will have a lot of impact at the back end of each half. Um, so I'm looking forward to it, guys. And and yeah, we're going to tip later, but. Um, It'll be interesting. Um, just one, one final one from me. Nathan Peets, hip, oh. hip, hooray. I'm looking forward to him. There's a bit of pressure on him. Um, I'm glad he's got the go-ahead. Feel for Pete Wallace, but I would have yeah, chosen Nathan Peets brutal. ahead of him anyway. Me too. Um, and thank God Laurie's had the gumption to leave Robbie Farrer out. With also, all due respect. Also Gallen. Like, Gallen um, clearly wants to play. Well, look, with all due respect to those guys, I, I think it's a... A, a, a way forward, a new way forward, and Laurie, um, fingers crossed, because um, I think if you didn't go this way, there'd be huge question marks. I still think there's a big question mark over Laurie Daly if we don't get this series done and dusted. We need points. We, we, we need points. Absolutely. Daly hasn't been able to supply points. I, I think anything with Pete's is he doesn't have a kicking game, but I think once Wade Graham comes on, he'll give that left foot kicking game. So I've got no problems with, with Pete's being there. 
Pierce is kicking game. Pierce is been on fire. Yeah. But again, it's different in Origin because you, you're not playing behind a dominant. Like if the forward pack doesn't go forward, everyone talks about Mitchell Pierce finding the fullback in Origin. It's very hard when you're kicking off the back of you know making yeah. 30 meters. It's very very hard. And he's been blamed for a lot of things that you know not at his fault. As Aaron Woods, big spotlight on him. He's played one game from a hamstring injury. I say Woods playing the first 20 minutes or so and then maybe getting a little sit in the back. But I think you look usually, at that bench. That's usually what, well, I mean, in the past, that's actually what they've done. They, they get um, Tama and Woods and they get them out there for about 25 minutes max. You sort of don't see them until the last 10 minutes of the match. Yeah, I'd love to see Jack Bird get on, you know, to lead Pete's at hooker at some point, maybe over halftime, just make him run through the middle. I'd love to see that. I don't know if he will, but I don't know where Jack Bird's in a slot in there. But I reckon they might just play him like Michael Morgan, just... Kind of in the back row, there, yeah, yeah, maybe. Let him, let him do some, see what he can do. Because he, he's quite he's quite a big bloke. Like He is, a, yeah, he's, he's great. He's, he's not a diminutive type player. Like uh, I mean, this Michael Morgan's kind of the same thing. He's quite a big guy. Yeah, but um, I think New South Wales were at their best back in the day when some of they had a Craig Wing type player to come on off the bat. Even when Badiris was at his, Badiris was at the hooker, but he, he needed a little break in origin. Playing in the middle for 80 minutes is tough. Yeah. I'd love to see him come on for maybe 15, 10 or 15 minutes and stay on maybe in the back Josh, row. Maybe Josh Jackson, he... Uh, he in there sometimes for the Bulldogs. I, know, yeah. I think they've talked about him playing there before. Maybe they'll just chuck him in there because he can go. I think he, I'm not sure if he has gone the full 80 in origin before. Yeah. But I think we need some punch out of dummy half. Yeah, I think I think Bird would be great to come out I think out Bird's there. your Craig Wing. I'd, I'd love to see him come yeah, in there. He's, he's, he's just, your I'd, Craig Wing of this year for sure. They're, I, New South Wales back line's solid. I think they've just picked a solid back line that can big, strong bodies, that can they take carries, Dugan, Hayne. Ferguson, all can yeah, they're all like extra look, forwards. Look, there'll be probably three of those guys that'll that'll make over a hundred meters. Mm. Problem is, Josh Dugan will not pass the ball. No, oh, that's so right. they'll make they'll make. That's the what I mean. They've picked a team just to win twelve ten. Yeah, well, that, they've picked the team to win twelve ten. I think. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, a lot of pressure on Tedesco as well. He hasn't been playing well. Like, they'll, Queensland will target him. Well, he got sure. yeah, he got sent off or well, simbined at the at the weekend. Yeah, Queensland will definitely caught, target. Him. I actually only caught the end of that game because um, I'd been out, but. Um, he, he was, um, he was like, they were down 36-0, and James Tedesco was still doing his absolute hardest to make something yeah. happen. And he's done that in, you know, that game when the Tigers got flogged by Canberra earlier this year, he was one of the only blokes in there who was dead set having a go, and he's been like that all year. I, you know, if we want to get off Origin for a second, we've talked about the Tigers a lot this year, but that board, the, the fans have every right to be, just devastated with how that board's treating the club at the moment because yeah, I, I, Tedesco clearly shows that he has clearly shown to me, despite the fact he doesn't want to play for the Tigers anymore, that whatever jersey he's wearing, he's going to do his hardest and do his best to try and make something happen for. Same with Woods. I you know I don't get everybody hating on Aaron Woods either, um, and I think that yeah I think. Yeah, Tigers I have every right to be... Who knows what's going on with all the contract negotiations there, but I think the Tigers have, have brought well for next year, so the, I, I don't think they'll slip into a Newcastle-type decline. And that's, no, no, and I'm not that's, saying that. But, but yeah. I think, yeah, they've brought well. They've got Packer and Madalino and they're Josh Reynolds. One of, one of the most dynamic players in the game to, to another club, you know. Like any yeah, other are, Any other club by the Tigers, they'd be hand over fist trying to... And I know they probably were, but, you know, they would have maybe looked, looked inwardly and said, hey, we're the reason why this guy's leaving us the board not you know he wants more money elsewhere yeah who knows well it's we'll, we'll, we might talk about this in 12 months time but yeah I think I think they're brought well so I think I think they're looking good next year what about the NRLs the NRLs are going on this week can you believe yeah. there's four games on this week four games we better get stuck into those guys real yeah. quickly yeah what's the first one well, Rabbitohs, Rabbitohs and- Eels 
I think the I don't think the Rabbitohs lost any blokes to Origin, so I I'm going to tip the Rabbitohs. Um, the Eels, I just sort of don't know what to make with make of them. Um, but yeah, I'll go Rabbitohs. So I thought they did well, not played well, not great against Melbourne on the weekend. I'm going the other way. Um, I don't know why the Rabbitohs are favourites. Um, they've been to WA. They played okay against Melbourne. Um, I think Parramatta haven't lost much. Mitchell Moses has another week under his belt. The forwards are pretty much as per program. Um, I, I, and, and the back line looks solid. You know, you've got Rudradra there. Bevan French is back for another week. Josh Hoffman's there. Takarangi's back in the centres. Um, Galtherson's going well at 5'8". I just think Parramatta are a better team this year, so I'll go the Eels. Yeah, I don't, I don't like South on the short turnaround from Perth. I think that, that could affect them. And it was a tough, you know, it rained a lot in that game. I think it'll be, it's a tough turnaround. Parramatta, you know, without Norman, again, they, they haven't... Moses, you said, an extra week would be good. Um, my concern is Nathan Brown. I don't think he'll play. He looked terrible last week. I don't, can't see him getting up for the game, which would be a big loss for them. Um, it's tipping at this time of the year is a flick of the coin job. Who knows? Again, it's going to come down to this. If, if, if South, Sam Burgess is starting to hit some of his 2014 form, he's playing really well. Yeah. If, if, they can, if he can lead them forward, Crichton on the edges, I still like South just in a tight game. Um, the, the Warriors, the next, next game, hosting the Broncos on Saturday afternoon. I know we probably all said last week we're never going to tip the Warriors again, but... Are we going to see the Warriors this week? They're playing a Brisbane team which has lost a lot of blokes because of origin and also injury. I will not tip the Warriors. Yeah, I agree. I, I'm, I'm, I'm tipping I, the Broncos. I, uh, I don't um, want a bar of them. You know, win the toss and bat and never <laughs> tip the Warriors. That's, that's my adage this year. I'm going the baby Broncos. and They're not even baby, but Benji's in there at 5'8". Benji's, Benji's back. Benji's back. Um, ben Hunt is back. Yeah. Um, you know, there's there's a lot to like about watching this game, I reckon. Mm. Um, it'll be interesting to see. The, the Warriors, based on, you know, 1-17, to 17, should win by 20. But um, I don't think they will. I think it'll be an arm wrestle, and I don't think they're good enough, and I ain't. Backing the Warriors. So I am. Broncos I am. For me. Oh, I'm going the Warriors. No. And I'm going to go the Warriors. No. If it was, I'm going to go the Warriors by 20, I think. I think oh. this is the... You know what? That's the one player's cool. back, Simon Mannering. He is their team. Simon Mannering just... Without them, they're a completely different team. Simon Mannering brings that steady control. You look at... You look, as you said, you look at 1-17, they should win. I think they will win this week. Back at Mount Smart. They love playing at Mount Smart. It's completely... They, they don't have a good record away from... In New Zealand, away from their main ground. Back at Mount Smart, I think you know. I think they'll be primed. I think they'll win and win well. Right here, yeah. we'll find we'll back. find out next week. We'll find out at uh, at seven thirty on yeah. Saturday. But yeah, looking forward to that one. Speaking of seven thirty, um, the Sharks taking on the Bulldogs over at Southern Cross Stadium. Uh, I, th- I think I'll go the Sharks as well here. The Bulldogs have done really nothing this year to convince me that they're a good team. I know the Sharks are missing a few blokes, but they've for the blokes they're missing, they've got a few pretty handy replacements. I think so. Um, I'm going to go the Sharks. I am going to disagree and go the Bulldogs <laughs> because I. You look at the ladder. I think Cronulla are equal first. I think they're still yeah still sitting in, sitting in the top. I think you're in that bunch at the, at the top of the ladder. I don't know how they're playing terribly. They they can't hold the ball. They give away penalties. Their defence is what keeps them in the games, and they'll defend strong. This will be a dog fight. This will be Cronulla equal second. Yeah, equal second. Sixteen points. Yeah. You know, on that that point, I was thinking about this after our discussion last week with Cronulla. What do they always say? The sign of a, a good team is when they win and they're playing badly. It is, correct. Cronulla's and, and got eight wins and they've played. They have. They've played poorly. I don't. I think you know. 
I think when Paul Gallon's at his best, he just does his job and, and goes away. I think without those players, he's going to try and overplay his hand in this type of situation. This is just my opinion. <laughs> I think the Bulldogs... The Bulldogs will. The Bulldogs did well again. I think the Roosters were red hot last week. I think they they would have beat they beat a lot of teams. Canterbury aren't missing anyone bar Josh Jackson. Oh, I think Clemmer. They will miss them in the middle. It's going to be a tight game. But I, I, I'm tipping Canterbury. Just I'd it's t- going to be a dog fight. Yeah, look, I'm on the fence. I'd say a draw, but yeah. because it's at um, Shark Park, um, I'll go the Sharks. No, no other reason. I'm so unconvinced by the Bulldogs at the moment. Yeah, they don't just, um, They don't do it for there's, me. There's, so there's no spark, and like they're just they're, yep. in a game which is rapid, as we talked about earlier, which is becoming more and more about speed. There's not a lot of speed in that Bulldogs team. Like. I like Leisha. Leisha last week played his best game. Yeah. Probably he ran out. He ran a lot out of dummy half. I think he played well. Um, I, I don't know. I, you look at that. You look at the Sharks forward pack, and it's all old, experienced pros: Gallon, Lewis, Pryor, Heinington. Yep. There are a bunch of old pros there, and and they sh- they could get the job done, and they pr- probably should get the job done. But I, I think Can, I think I Can, yeah. Canterbury, yeah. Canterbury, hot and cold. You just do not know what you're going to get from them. Sharks have got a good team. I think, I think they'll win. Yeah, I, I'm going the upset. Um, the final game of the round, Canberra Raiders um, hosting the Roosters. Jack Whiten's re-signed until 2020, I think was the... Good news the for Raiders fans. fans. Good, yeah, get. good yep. news. Um, Raiders only miss one bloke in Josh Papali. Um, I'm a bit, a bit surprised Shannon Boyd didn't didn't get named. He was meant to be the incumbent test... test um, He's, he's that big body that you know yeah. that that, yeah. that one of like yeah that's yeah. one of the but big bodies you know that's, well him or yeah. one of those big bodies I think we're missing one of those New, New South Wales quit, clearly doesn't um, doesn't like to pick blokes that they don't play for Sydney clubs um, um, so, here we go anyway <laughs> I don't, it's just weird I mean if you put look your at Canberra the, hat back off yeah. I'll, I'll I'll go through the New South Wales team and see if I can spot a guy that that, that plays outside of Sydney but um, look I, I think the, the Raiders will win having said that I thought that all year and they've lost quite a few games. Um, the Roosters are obviously missing a few blokes like Pierce. I think that'll be a big one for them. Although that Connor Watson's coming into the team in his place, and he's he's pretty pretty handy actually. I think he'll be quite a good player in the future. Uh, what do you guys think? Oh, I'm I'm going Canberra. I'll I'll back you with the with the Raiders. Um, this is when you are Sticky would be thankful that he's got two Poms in the team, mm-hmm. Hodgson and Whitehead, two two very good players. Haven't been at their best. Certainly Hodgson hasn't compared to last year. But I think it's time for those guys to stand up. I think you know the fact that Shannon Boyd's playing. <coughs> I mean they've got a damn good um, front row. I think they can, um, you know, with Caesar and, and Austin there against Watson and Kiri goes to, to half. I think they should have them around the halves and pretty much they've, they've got their, their back line as per program. So I think the Raiders should win. I won't say win well, but I think they should win. Yeah, I think so too. I'd say Canberra, this is the time for Canberra and Penrith to start making their moves. Canberra were... Yeah, you know, average last week. They got the two. They got the job done. They got the they two were, points. They were good in the uh, start of the game and the end of the game when they had yeah. their starting front row on. Went in the middle there. They lost quite a lot. Yeah, I think Leilua and Leilua's not Leilua and Rapana. Just they're they're not. They haven't hit the heights they have in early on the Rapana rounds. Rapana looks injured. Like he looks yeah, like Rapana looks injuries. injured. I think the Roosters have trotted out a good seventeen for missing their you know, missing five players. It'll be a top, the Roosters are playing well. They got, you can't replicate confidence. They got confidence. You can't buy that. It doesn't matter who comes into the team. They'll go forward. Kiri, they'll be willing. And you know that two ninety. I'm looking at the odds. That looks juicy because I think they're a chance. I think they're a good chance to, to go down there and get the win. Canberra playing well. Caesar and Austin. I said it last week. They need to step up because they haven't been playing well at all. Um, 
I like Canberra just, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Roosters win. Mm. Uh, I just went went through the Origin team. There's, there's two two blokes that don't play for a Sydney club. Jared Hayne and, and Nathan Peets both play for the Titans. And so, they're both former Parramatta players. Uh, yep. Yep. Peets used to play for the the, uh, the Rabbits as well. Jeez, so there you you're go. Good at the conspiracy theory. Aren't I don't you? know. It's just, uh, <laughs> I mean... I, I like I said at the top. Like I don't think it's, it's hard to argue with it, but I mean it does seem. Dugan, like Dugan's a Canberra player, isn't he? Yeah, plays for St George. Oh, now. okay. But uh, I don't know. They, they they seem to be intent on on picking Sydney blokes. Like it's just that's that's the way it is. I don't know if there's. I don't um, know if there's anything in it. Unfortunately, that, but Laurie Daly likes picking big players, big bodies. So Croker will never make the Origin team. Like yeah. well, under surprise, Sheldon didn't get. Like picked. players like Croker, Walker, all those guys. They, you need a, you need to be over 100 kilos, six foot, you know, to, to make the Laurie Daly's back line, unfortunately. Yeah. And, that, and that's, you know, that's that, the bizarre thing. And that, that's what he does. He, he, he sets up teams to win, like, 12-10, 12-8, 14-12. You know, there, there's not a, you know, they, they base, they, they just, Laurie Daly, I think there was a stat come out there, you know, the average points of Laurie Daly is the, the lowest under Laurie Daly as coach. Um yeah, he just sets his teams up to win close games. Yeah. Which, it's a bit of a paradox again. Walker not in form last year gets picked. Walker in form this year does not get picked. That's right. I'm well, confused. Me too, I mean, I'm very confused. I suppose the difference last year would be Jared Hayne wasn't in the NRL at that stage. So I, I can't remember exactly what round he came back in, but I'm pretty sure it was after Origin or yeah, it very was close. It yeah, been yeah, it was after Origin. It was way, so. way after but Origin. But they they've always worried about the centres tackling Inglis because Inglis has always been such a big... Yeah, you know, big yeah, th- yeah. They, don't, they don't have that. Yeah, he's not there. They've always picked you know, Josh Morris or well, someone there to Dugan, tackle Inglis. They don't have I, that I problem. Dugan, Dugan will play right centre. He, he, I thought when he's played centre for New South Wales, he's actually done a pretty good job. I, like, he'll I, defend yeah. well, run well, but he won't pass. He won't, he won't create anything yeah, in the pass. Like, he'll just find if he's not playing fullback. Yeah, he'll do a good job. They'll all do a good job. You know, I think we'll be going to our final thoughts now. But I, I think I think New South Wales will win game one. I think they'll go up there and win game one. I'm tipping a score of like maybe 18-10, that sort of scoreline in my in range. Yeah, okay. Final thought for me on that is, I, I don't know about a scoreline yet. I, I will say this. Anthony Milford plays, New South Wales wins. And... I think it's a given. I don't think Thurston's going to play. Yeah, well, I, I truly believe if Anthony Milford plays, we win. They, they have so many players out from from um, Slater to, to Thurston to Inglis to Matt Scott. I think too many of their big ones are out. And if um, Thurston does not play, we win. Um, I'll leave um, my final thoughts to next week's as far as if we know he's he's in in seven days' time, we'll, I may reconsider. But at the moment, Milford plays, New South Wales wins. Yeah, I just uh, like, just one point. Uh, I'd, I'd be very interested what Queensland do if they do lose game one, if they bring all these new guys into the team. be very interested what they do after after game one. They're sort of painting themselves in the corner a little bit. If they lose game one, I'll be you know, people like Lily Manguera, all those guys. I wonder if they're going to stay with them. I would love to see them sweat. Me too. I'd lo- it'd be great to put them on the back foot and say, Jared Wallace, Cohen Hess, all those guys, where they're going to pick them all. Yep. And then their pressure's back on him. Pressure's back. That's right. I'll be very interested what they do. Honestly, I'll be very surprised. Uh, I disagree. Queensland's going to win this series 2-1. Uh, they've got two games at Suncorp Stadium, including this first one. It's going to be a penalty fest. Queensland will win not... not that they uh, won't deserve to win, but they've got a lot of penalties to help their cause. I um I, I think it's a good team. I I'm not I, I you know I get Slater's not in there and stuff, but they've got a good team. I think they will be able to match it with New South Wales. Um, I think this is a better team than, than people are thinking. I, people have been blinded by the fact that blokes like Matt Scott, Billy Slater, and um, am I missing Greg Inglis um, are out? Um, and I I 
I think they're ignoring the fact that Queensland's picked quite a few good players in there. They've still got Cameron Smith. Yep, still got Cameron Smith. <laughs> still got yep, Cooper yep. Cronk. Still got, yeah. you know, Josh Papali, Matt Gillette. Yeah, they've still got a good team. There. They've got a good team. Yeah. I think no doubt, win. and they've got a good team. Well, we'll see if that changes in seven days' time when next we meet, guys. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Right. Catch you next week, everybody. See you, guys. Thanks, guys. Week. See ya. Also, uh, you can check us out on Facebook now. We're going to upload all the podcasts there. Uh, so in the Clear NRL podcast on Facebook. And also, depending on how you want to listen to it, find us on SoundCloud or iTunes. Search the same thing. Uh, and I'm at Connor J Hickey if you want to follow me on Twitter and let me know what you think about my opinions on NRL. Cheers. <laughs>